We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome to a Wednesday midweek episode of Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always. We're locking in the audio side, the video side. It is Wednesday. This is the third of what will be six Buffalo Bills seven-round mock drafts, which means, as always, I am joined by my very good friend, and I use that straw or that term really strongly right now in this moment, Aaron Quinn yeah. from Cover One, who is quite literally exhausted. Uh, we are taping this very late, very late on Tuesday night. Wanted to make sure we got this in um, Aaron's full-time dad. Well, he's always a full-time dad, but overdrive this week. So much going on with him, but uh, it's late. He's here with me. and Everyone's I'm, tired. Everyone's tired. I'm tired. You're tired. You've had I a long am. day. Yeah, yeah, but you don't it's have to do breaks. this. Yeah, it's <laughs> school break. Yeah, it's school break. I agree to it. Um, yeah, there was no way I was going to be able to do this show during daytime hours with both my kids home from school so that wasn't going to work so i appreciate you having the flexibility so that we can maintain it and keep it going and it's it's real late for us but it's not that late it's late late enough it's late for us old older people here but (laughs) my wife is going up to bed she's like i feel sorry for you i'm going to bed yeah like well hopefully we can uh kind of get ourselves a little bit of juice here over the next 40 50 minutes or whatever maybe again we're doing our third of Six Buffalo Bills mock drafts. The first two had no trades. This one, we're going to potentially include trades. Trades are on the table. We don't know that we're we're not going to make a trade just to make a trade. Right. And we'll kind of, you know, we'll cross that bridge um, when we get to it. But again, on a serious note, I I really do appreciate you uh, staying up and doing this. If it was just a normal. I thought you were at least going to congratulate me for UConn. Oh, that's right. Won the national championship. They I won 200 bucks, Pat. Did you really? I, I got this one. I have, I'm in this bracket. I do one bracket every year. I do one submission. Uh, I've been doing it. Oh, God, now for maybe 20, 25 years. Old friend from high school. Still do it. A bunch of friends from high school are still in it. And every year it's like three to $500 pool that he gets going. And I pick UConn anytime they're in. It's either Michigan or UConn. I pick them mm-hmm. all the way. And I always joke. I work that way backwards. 
I look like a genius right now. What a dominant performance. It was dominant. None of those games were even close. They, Not even you know, fun to watch. In a tournament that was exciting and unpredictable, full of surprises, full of a lot of drama, yeah, UConn. UConn just pretty much handled their business almost all the way through. They were like a four seed, right? They, they were, were four a four seed. seed. Yeah. And they beat San Diego State, which was a five. Five seed. Yeah. It was cool, man. It was it was a fun tournament. I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say that I'm a big college hoops fan. I'm not. No, no. I used to be. I grew up a, a big time hoops fan, but players leave after one year, and I just I, I can't get into it. It's so tough. I, yeah, couldn't tell you five good players in this tournament. But anyway, yeah, congratulations to you. Are in order. All right. Again, we're tired, and we appreciate all you who are watching this. Sometime, hopefully, on Wednesday, or listening to this in podcast form. I wanted to look. Whenever you talk bills and trade. The sensible thing seems to be the popular thing for sure seems to be trade out. And we could obviously come up with a lot of reasons why, you know, there might be some players that the bills like if, the, if they're going linebacker 27 might be too high. There's lots of scenarios, but anyway, racking up picks is always the popular thing. To do. Not so much for mock drafts though. Cause then you're making even more picks. <laughs> it's yeah, hard right. enough to start making these picks after the fourth round. But for sure. I wanted to discuss with you before we get going with this third mock. Um, I, I came up with six names that I feel, and maybe yeah. you completely disagree, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out in a few minutes, mm -hmm. six guys that I think if the Bills were to trade up, guys that there are worth trading up for that are also realistic possibilities, like somebody who's projected in a lot of mock drafts that I'm seeing to go anywhere from maybe 15 to, to 22, 23, where the Bills can move up and get this guy. Now, if it's a guy who's a top 10 player, not happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think, well, you know what? I don't want to put words in your mouth because one guy's not on this list. We'll talk about him real, real quick. Uh, but John Robinson, I don't have him on my list because I just, I have a hard enough time thinking the Bills would draft a running back no matter how good he is, even if he fell to the Bills at 27. I have an almost impossible time coming up with uh, getting on board with Brandon Bean actually moving up to trade for a running right, back. Right, Where are right. you on that? The the trade up scenario, no. Um, if he's there at twenty seven, depending how that board falls, I think we've talked about it. Like it, it really depends on how things fall and how that board looks. But I'm, I'm not off the board on running back at twenty seven. But yeah, no, not a trade up. All right, fair enough. All right, well, let me get to the six guys. Three of these are wide receivers, by the way. Um, okay. The first one, and I've heard a lot about them. Um, Jackson Smith and the Jog and the Got and the Jigba. I got it right. Well, I took yeah. two times this time. Whatever. Other receiver from Ohio State. He's um, he seems like a plug and play guy. Mm -hmm. uh, the range that I've seen him in most mock drafts that I follow, and I'm following a good handful of them at this point. But I'm seeing mostly the uh, the twelve to to, to maybe twenty type yep. range for that him. Sounds about right. What, what's your feelings right. on him as a player? And is that somebody that you you know? If Brandon Bean says I really like this guy, I want to move up to get him. How you feel about that? Um, I love the player. Uh, probably my favorite wide receiver in the draft class. Um, I've kind of had a running joke now for like three, four years of just draft Ohio State wide receivers until you land on one of these like top notch one Ohio State receivers. I think he can mm -hmm. be. Uh, I don't know that he's. I know that there was talk about him being the best uh, uh, during his time there, even with Garrett Wilson being there and some other names uh, recently being there. I don't know that that's true, but um, interesting. He's an interesting talent. To answer your question, I wouldn't personally trade up for him in this draft. Uh, maybe if it was that you said around to the 23 range, 
if he's like in that mid twenties, man, maybe, but I, I just keep coming back to, there's so many ways to add wide receiver talent. There's going to be other guys in this draft uh, that aren't him. I don't think that there's any high end guys worth going and making a move for, even though he's probably the high end in this class. I'm not sure he's worthy of the asset allocation to move up uh, to get him. I don't know what, what kind of move would that take to say, get, go from 27 to 23. What are you talking about? 20, you could pro- I would say probably would cost you maybe, um, maybe a three. Maybe a three and a, and then you give up a, a six and get a fifth or give up a seventh and get a six. But a three, I feel like to move up four spots in the in the mid to late twenties, I feel like you're probably looking at it third. You know, I talked to Joe Yearn about this earlier this week too, and this is something to keep in mind. As of right now, and Brandon Bean's made it known, the Bills are poised to get a third round comp pick next year for Tremaine Edmonds. <clears throat> and right. my idea has been whether it's to move up from maybe 27 to three or four spots like you just talked about, or maybe a pick 59 in round two. And again, we might come across a scenario in just a few minutes when we start doing our mock here. Maybe now you have two thirds next year. uh, Your second this year and your third next year can get you up from 59. If you go by the draft value chart, I think it gets you up like 13 to 15 spots. So you might get in the mid 40. So that's your main Edmonds comp pick that they're banking on right now for next year. Mm-hmm. Might come into play with with this draft at some point. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see how that plays out. Let's talk about another receiver too. On um, got on the board, Quentin Johnson from uh TCU, bigger guy than mm. some of these others. Kind of a straight line speed guy, but not quite yeah. as polished. Let's say as uh JSN or the the guy we're going to talk about next. What are your thoughts about him? He's more of a boundary receiver, even though he played a lot of slot. I think in college, from what I've understand. Yeah, he's probably out of this class the most of what the Bills don't have, right? Like big speed, uh, mm-hmm. more of that go up and get it kind of ability from him. But I don't know. Again, the trade up value probably isn't there for me. If it's going to be there for any wide receiver for me, it's probably JSN uh, in this draft class. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's probably the only guy I'm going for. And again, that would be in that small jump range from 27 to 23 type thing. If you're going to pull the trigger, I just don't believe. I think there's just too many wide receivers to be had both in this class through free agency. We know about some of the, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to become available, whether it's through trade, through free agency, if he gets cut, Beckham still out there. There's always seems to be guys available and out there. So I just don't think it's a great way. I know everybody wants to add that to the room, but trading up for these guys, I just, I think one will be there at 27 if you're in this kind of market and there will be other ways to add to that room in this draft later. All right. Well then let's kind of just glance over. Sure. I'm pretty sure you're feeling I love Addison. about yeah. Jordan Addison from USC. So you do like this kid. I love the players. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if they're there at 27, like this, easy, these are easy, way easy conversations for me. And there's got John the downs is another one. Like if he's there at 27, we can have that conversation. Um, I'm not opposed to wide receivers. I just don't know that. I mean, we're talking, I'm torn on this class package. You're talking about three guys that maybe are, we're talking about a possibility of trade up, but I keep being told that this class is no good. And I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of three or four guys that I'm still also, that you haven't even mentioned that I'm willing to pick at 27. So we're talking, there's like six guys that are worthy of being first, second round picks. I'm assuming one of them. The, it's easy to add wide receivers. Sorry. I'm assuming one of them is Josh Downs too. In fact, we picked yeah, him yeah. in our, in our mock last week, just a week ago. Um, Related to the wide receivers, 
now you, again, you, you're busy this week. Uh, the kids are home on, on vacation. You haven't been on the Twitter machine quite as much, but I did notice on Tuesday you retweeted. I don't remember what the article was, but it hinted to if Gabe Davis can improve, something like that. I believe it was a Rumblings article. And Cole Beasley mentioned something about he works his ass off, and you know he's certainly not going to get worse. Um, I think I retweeted Cole. You retweeted Cole Beasley, yes. Yeah, he was he was coming to, and, and and again, I didn't read the article, so I don't know if it was any slights going on. I, I, I have to also admit, I did not read the article. I was purely just retweeting Cole's comment on Gabe. I well, we both kind of feel the same way about Gabe Davis here. It's like you know, let's not be so quick to write him off as you know a guy who's reached his ceiling already, or you know, a guy who one hundred percent is going to be gone. After this year, we talked about it with Ed Oliver. This is a, a contract year for Gabe Davis now, and he's going into his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills have a lot of co- to this point. There's been no DeAndre Hopkins. There's been mm-hmm. no Beckham. You know, they haven't made any really any. The moves have been more in the middle to the back end of the receiving unit so far that they've made, which could work out well. But yeah, this team still, I think, has more faith in Gabe Davis than a lot of fans do. You agree with yeah. that? I I do think the team likes Gabe Davis a lot. I think there's legitimate interest in upgrading. I I don't think the interest in DeAndre Hopkins was fake. I don't think the interest in in Odell Beckham has been fake. Uh, So there's some interest. I think it's a business approach in that if we can upgrade this room, we're willing to. doesn't mean they're not happy with Gabe Davis. It's not an indictment against Gabe Davis. I think they're very happy with him in this offense. I I honestly, maybe this is my own just kind of, ego again in the way but i think they believe in the same way i do that um there's probably a lack of utilization from some of the guys that they have i think brandon bean is willing to have those conversations with ken dorsey there's no way that i believe brandon bean doesn't believe that getting a guy like james cook naheem hines dawson knox gabe davis and not getting them involved more in the offense wasn't uh more of an indictment on what they have in house than anything they need to go out and bring in Okay, so reviewing three of the six guys that I have listed here, and they were all receivers to this point, I think the conclusion, and again, this will come into play when we do our exercise, our mock draft here in just a couple minutes, you're pretty much at a point where if a receiver that you like falls you at 27, you could be all about taking them, but you're not really feeling the need to move up maybe more than a maybe a spot or two if you like a guy enough, but you're not going to do something you know, radical, something that might cost you a second round pick as well, like whether it's this year or next year, you kind of want, you're going to see, you want the board to fall into place when it comes to receivers to go get your, I'm open to it. Um, Greg and I are going to do a couple exercises here coming up as well. We're going to do a mock where I'm more playing the scout role and kind of like pitching him in the ideas, but he's Brandon Bean. He's going to make the final call and then we'll, we'll switch roles at another point. And if I'm in the Brandon Bean role, I'm going to have a harder time making that call. Uh, right now on wide receiver, it's going to have to really blow me away. And the board's going to have to kind of line up in the right way. Because right now, the math that I do to get to what I need and where my BPA and where my value and return on investment and uh, where in relation to my existing roster is, there's some positions that are just more valuable to me right now than wide receiver and where I think this team is and where I think I can get wide receivers uh, to fill in some of the roles that I think they do need. Like you've got to get a wide receiver on this team. I just don't know that has to be in the first round. We've sort of come to this idea that because they haven't added in the first round on the skill positions in the wide receiver room or uh, on the offense that they have to do that right now. And I just, I don't believe it. I don't think it's true. I think it's possible. Uh, it has to line up the right way, but 
Yeah, I think some people are too sold on that idea that you have to get one of them. I think that's a great point for everybody out there, by the way, if you're watching the video, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching the video, leave a comment, love to hear your take on what you think about some of these players that Aaron and I are discussing or some of the picks that we make. Sorry to see our, our second mock draft. I saw a lot of comments on the YouTube side, got some tweets at me as well on the audio side at Pemmer and tweets or at Aaron Quinn, seven, one, six. So if you got your takes on these, we're interested in hearing them. All right, let's get to three non-receivers real quick. One of them is a tackle. And look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a ton about them, but Paris Johnson or Johnson Jr. from yeah. Ohio State, a really good left tackle. Intriguing. Yeah, very intriguing. And again, I've kind of been studying other people's mocks just to see where some guys are starting to go. And I kind of arrive at this guy could be anywhere as low as 10 or 11 in the first or maybe second tackle pick, as high as like the maybe the early 20s, that seems to be about as low as I see him going anywhere. So you look at the tackle position, we know we got, you got Deion Dawkins on the left, um, Brand, or Spencer Brown on the right. We heard Brandon being his comments. Um, I, I do believe that he has, um, that he truly believes in Spencer Brown. Again, maybe more than some of us do. Mm -hmm. So far, they've re-signed David Quisenberry. That's their sole legitimate source of, and I'm using air quotes here in the videos, like competition or depth. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the possibility if a stud right or left tackle, whatever side you want to play him on, becomes uh, available and you get to be like to pick 18 to 20 or something like that? Yeah. You interested potentially in pulling the trigger on that? Yeah. I mean, I, don't forget about your model too. Yeah. I mean, I do like... I like the player here. Um, I'm a little bit torn. I think like maybe if it's moving up a couple spots um, to get Darnell right, maybe like uh, maybe just want to okay. make sure you grab him. I think he might I actually think he's going to be a guy that's also maybe in the teens, though. I think tackles, there's going to be a couple tackles that come off the board quick. Um, there's a couple I do like a little bit later, especially the way the mocks fall. I don't know if that's the way real life will fall. Uh, so I, again, to answer the question, I don't know if I'm jumping up, um, heavy for a tackle. Um, I'm not heavy to where I think you would have to be to get in position for this move. Uh, I think that's probably too steep of a price to pay to jump. When we, when we start our mock simulator here, <clears throat> let, would we say we'll, we'll stop it at like maybe 15, 16 picks to take a sure. look at what potential could be there, but it's very unlikely for us to, to pull the trigger here. So this next guy is a defensive end. And I know there's probably a lot of people listening or watching and want to roll their eyes. The thought of taking a, a defensive lineman yet again in the first round could be nauseating to some Bills fans as it is. The I thought do of it. doing that and moving up to do it might set at least some people over the edge. But I'm talking about Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Mm -hmm. And again, looking at a bunch of mocks over these last few days, I'm seeing him go in that 12 to 20 range. He's not going to be on the board at 27. So this is the guy that you like. Yeah. You're really going to definitely have to, uh, you're going to have to move up for him. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts when you, when you see a player like this again? Yeah. Awesome player. No, I'm not moving up for the investment at edge. I do want to add to edge, uh, especially not knowing when Von Miller is going to return. I'd like to get something. I'm mean, even I there's I would stay put and there's a couple ideas at 27 it, and if they're there when we get there we can talk about it 
that I'm considering that I would consider, but I'm not moving up for it. There's already been an overinvestment in the position. I can't double down on that. All right. So now you're talking Von Miller. Let's just, I don't know, man, let's say Aaron, he's going to miss seven games somewhere around that. And you got Greg Rizzo. What's your confidence level right now with Boogie Basham and AJ Epinesa as those two main guys opposite of, of Greg Rizzo? I'm not super confident in Boogie. Um, he's kind of in the same area for me as Spencer Brown, where it's like I really haven't seen anything to feel confident in either guy uh, that they can really contribute uh, in meaningful ways for my my liking uh, at those positions. But AJ Vanessa is a dude that I'm actually really interested in. I think he's going to have a year this year where he takes a bump. I think it's a year late. I think everyone expected it to happen last year with the introduction of Vaughn and that mentorship. And he sneaky did kind of have that big year, but the missed tackle percentage was huge. I think that got in everybody's way, but he was great at pressures. Mm -hmm. He had the seven sacks. Like he cleaned up some sacks. He got pressures. That's really what you want, right? You want a guy that's going to get some pressure on the quarterback and allow Greg Rousseau to get some of those sacks Daquan Johnson. Um, You don't need AJ Epinesa to necessarily live up to his draft pick. You don't need him to be Von Miller, but you do need a guy that's going to be able to come in and give you that rotational pass rushing defensive end. So I'm excited for him to get some of those reps early on and see if he can continue on the pressure rate that he got and continue with some of the sack production that we saw last year, maybe in a bigger role for him. This could be a big one uh, for AJ Epinesa. And I think he's shown me enough to get excited about him being able to take a, a, a next step. And again, he may never live up to the pick. I, I want fans to know that, but that doesn't mean he can't be a really good part of a rotational defensive line. Shaq Lawson. Same thing. Shaq Lawson never lived up to his first round pick, but that doesn't mean that he didn't put in good football for the Buffalo Bills, even on that rookie contract and when he came back. So um, I think at this point we have to move on beyond AJ Epinesa's pick and just take him for the player that he is on this team. And I like him as part of this rotation. One more. Uh, and this is a defensive interior lineman, uh, Brian Breesey <clears throat> from uh, Clemson. We talked about this last week, Aaron, you have, uh, you got a defensive tackle rotation right now that consists of ed oliver going into his final year mm-hmm. doesn't look promising unless he gets an extension that he's going to be here long term tim settle one year left on his deal and a lot to prove i think on the field jordan phillips is back again for yep. one year jaquan jones is in his second year of a two-year deal wouldn't it be a surprise and you've hit on this uh a couple times if he ultimately signs an extension at some point you're talking about a a unit here it's good enough, in my opinion, to, to run it back as is those four. I mean, you're depending on health, which mm-hmm. is no given, especially with Jordan Phillips in, the, in this rotation here. But if you're drafting and you know this, Brandon Bean and most GMs don't draft just for this year. Sure. They draft for this year with their eye on the future as well. And in this case, I don't know, a defensive interior guy, especially if he's a, a really good one like this kid is, might not be a terrible trade-up idea if the situation presents itself. What do you think? I, I going to have a tough time giving an evaluation on the player. Haven't looked into him to be honest. And I, uh, I would say just position cost value wise, all that stuff. It would be a no go for me to move up uh, here as well. I, I'm not a big move up fan. You're I think not. You do it, yeah, I, I, I think you do it for. Uh, the game change, like the real chances at a Jamar chase for chances at your QB one type thing. And then other, or like a primetime edge piece. Um, if you don't already have one, other than that, I 
think you wait and, and kind of hold back and hope for the trade back. If you're going to get a trade in late in the round, I think you want to get back. This might be an unfair question because it's hard for you to have a, a really good answer until the draft. Most questions, are, most questions <laughs> are hard for me to answer. Well, yeah. especially at a, a nearly 11 o'clock at night here, but anyway, yeah, right. uh, you, you need to know how the draft's going to fall on draft night to say, well, yeah, they could have so taken, hard. I really like this guy. So you don't know who's going to be there and who's not, but, Based on the way you think things might fall, what's the earliest that you could be happy taking a tight end? Whether it's uh, the kid from Notre Dame Mayor, whether it's um kid from Utah, um, Kincaid, was it? Or yeah. Darnell Washington, who I like a lot. I've talked about him a lot on the you podcast. Do like I do like him a lot. Um, Kincaid would you're have not to gonna, be I know you're not going right? to Huh? Yeah. He's that got a first, first round. I was going to say, so yeah, no, you're not, not moving up. That. You're not That's... moving up for a tight end. That we've already established that. But if a, a tight end is there at 27 that you like, do you think, considering you have Dawson Knox and other needs on this team, do you think 27 is too early for a tight end? I do, personally. Um, I love the idea of the two tight ends. I like Quinn Morris more, also than I think maybe a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea of two tight ends. I like the idea of getting a tight end in this draft. I've taken one in almost in the second or in the third or fourth round in almost every mock I've done recently. Um, so I want to add to that room, but again, I come back to, this is kind of the argument that I keep coming back to with all the skill positions early on is that's cool. Like, sure. Add a really high end guy, but again, till Ken Dorsey can prove to me that he can get the ball in James Cook's hands and, and Dawson Knox, you already have some of these high end guys on your roster. I don't think having high end talent or lack of high end talent isn't the problem for the Buffalo Bills. I think they've got it in spades. And the way we talked about this team heading into last season versus how we talked about them finishing the season, just because of somehow the numbers shook out for Gabe Davis's lack of efficiency and production stuff. Mm-hmm. But you look at this overall offense, Pat, and it was still a top offense by every single metric and it hummed at times and they did some really cool things. I don't think they lack tools to get the job done. You can add more tools, but I, I think the conversation about them is a little bit skewed in that we need to add more gas to the fire when we really need to Ken Dorsey needs to learn how to start managing the pieces he's got. So one, yeah, you can add a tight end, but can Ken Dorsey do anything with him? Fair point. One last question. Then we'll take a quick break. Then we're going to get into our mock. Some people, a school thought is, you know, we can spend all the time in the world talking about receivers, this and that the linebacker is such a glaring need, middle linebacker. At least some people mm. think so that uh, we're overthinking anything else. What is, so I asked you, what's the earliest you would draft a tight end? What do mm-hmm. you think? And this is, again, this is going to be just your gut feeling here, obviously, an educated guess. What's the furthest, if you don't want to take one at 27, if you think 27 is a little bit too early for Jack Campbell or, or Drew Sanders, you want to move down a little bit. What's the furthest you think that you could trade down from 27, if that's what you want to do and still have some, reasonable amount of confidence that you'll end up with either Campbell or Sanders. If you, if you think 27 is too high to take him, or do you say, I got to get this guy at 27. I'm torn here because, um, Greg was talking about it last week. I don't know what it is now. The consensus had Jack Campbell in like the fifties, like the consensus mocks. So <sighs> I'm trying to make this, I'm trying to think of how to make this sound pat without sounding something like some just like totally disjointed rant that I'm about to go on. But 
all we have as fans, I, I hate mock season, but all we really have as fans for reference as to where these guys are going to go is mocks and is these big boards and is other, all these people's opinions collectively. Sure. What we think about them. And it's super flop. Every year we find out that it's way off from the NFL and guys end up going later than we think and earlier than we think and reaches and all that. It's chaos. Right. Um, but I think we have to find tools and things that we deem are the best data points that are available. And so while I don't love mock drafts and I don't think mock drafts are good data points, especially on an individual level, like I don't care about Lance Zerline's latest mock 4.0 or whatever. But I think if you get a collective of hundred mocks or whatever, and then you can run those or the most relevant mocks. Um, you get decent ideas. And, but I was pretty surprised when I saw those collective uh, consensus mocks had having Campbell in the fifties, uh, because I do agree with you that if, all right, if you are going to pass up on him, in my opinion, and from the mock stuff that I've done, I think he's like a high end second round talent. So I think you do have to trade back into the early second round to answer your question. But based on the consensus of the mocks uh, from wherever that data is being pulled, um, I got to go look at, at the tweet Greg was sharing. But based on that, he's going in the 50s. So that's a different conversation. So again, we have to see how that all plays out. Um, but I guess rhetorically, to answer your question, I think, I mean, all these teams that are going to be right there are teams that are in consideration. Pittsburgh Steelers would be a really great spot for them. They're going to be picking 32. Um, Texans could be a landing spot. They're going to be 33. Like there's a bunch of teams here. Rams don't have linebackers at the moment. Um, Seattle, they just brought Wagner back, but they could be looking for a linebacker of the future. Like there's a bunch of teams right here jumbled up that are bad teams full of holes. I don't think you, I'm at the point where I'm weighing the whole of linebacker enough to just, if he's there and he's, he's your guy and he checks all your boxes and you would take them at 32, just freaking take them at 27 and get it over with. And let's move on with the draft. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I am back here with Aaron Quinn from Cover One. Last week's mock draft, we took Josh Downs, a receiver in the first round, and we took Matthew Bergeron. We've taken him both times so far in round two um, from Syracuse. And we took an edge, Kyle Brooks, from Bowling Green in round three. Linebacker from uh, Indiana, Cam Jones in round four. I don't love that pick. Yeah. Now, Broderick Martin, we've taken him both times in this same spot. uh, The fifth round from uh, Western Kentucky with the D grade from BFF. So they do not like that pick. And then we take a running back from uh, Minnesota to to end the draft. So that was last week. Yep. Let me pull this up here. Hopefully I don't screw this up on the video side. All right. So we'll get it like that. That's probably going to be about as good. Can you see that Aaron? If Mm -hmm. you're watching on the video side. Yep. All right. So I got everything all set up here. Let me just uh, pull it up. I'm going to be like Rafi from the league. You ever watch the league? And when they're yeah. doing the uh, draft by the pool, and he's like, ah, I don't know, a uh, kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I, I got the speed going like mids because I want to pause it a couple times and take trade. a look. So we'll, we'll we'll offer we'll see what happens. I'm we not might not make real a trade. Trady. I'm not feeling real trady today. Me now. neither, we'll and it, me neither. And especially after listening to you in the first half of this podcast, we're probably not going to move up. But let's see. All right, so we're going to start the draft. Sure. We're not even going to hit the pause it's draft button until like. 15, 16, sure. somewhere like that. So, uh, and again, it's kind of a little bit of dead there silence goes, on the Harris Johnson's but... gone. We don't even have to have that conversation. All right, we're going to stop right here. Sorry. There you go, Jackson. All right. <laughs> All right, so the guys we talked about specifically here, holy crap, pretty much uh, gone quick. The, the tackle, Harris yeah. Johnson Jr. goes seventh to the Raiders. And by the way, this is the PFF Pro Football Focus mock, or draft uh, simulator mm-hmm. that we've used the first two times. Um, Quentin Johnson, pick 11 to the Tennessee Titans. Lucas Van Ness, who we touched on briefly, goes to the Jets. I will not like that pick if that happens. Um, and then 15, JSN from Ohio State. He goes one pick before we pause here to Miami. Now, real quick, I can't yeah. remember how to do this. There's, If you wanted to look at a player, I, I, sh- I should have done this before. I don't. I can't tell who's on the board right now by going through this. You know what I mean? I know there are, there's a couple flaws. There's another thing I was trying to do the other day. I can't remember why. I, I feel like it. I did this though before because you should be able to you should be able to look at who the hell's on the board. Anyway, there's nobody here on the board that we're going to trade up for. Let's let's run for a few more. All right, so we're at like this is where you can move up maybe a couple. Let's see if there's anybody of significant interest. Uh, Brian Breesy, the the defensive interior lineman we talked about, went to Pittsburgh at seventeen. Um. Michael Mayer, tight end, I like a lot from Notre Dame. He goes to Baltimore at nah, 22. Let's just roll. 
Throwing Brian Branch is a safety um, that from Alabama. I've, we didn't even talked about him, but I've heard a lot of talk about him. And he's got mm-hmm. a private workout with the Bills. I read that. Anyway, Eagles pick 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm really annoyed because I'm scared to screw up this. Uh, I'm scared to screw up. If I hit something like settings, I'm scared that we're going to lose what we have right now. Well, now's the time to lose what you have. Yeah, I guess. you you got a good point there. Like I want to see, see, I don't know where I, I want to see the players that are available. And that's why I'm not getting, I, I don't know, whatever. Well, we're going to resume draft here. We're in real time. So, all right, the bills are on the clock. You were hoping that Jordan Addison. Addison would fall there now. So here's your scenario for trade up Pat. Uh, 25 Darnell, Wright Uh, goes to the New York giants. That's my spot. Like to, up yeah. two spots, get or up three spots, get ahead of them, get to the Jaguars pick. If I think that Joe Shane and Brian Dale are going to try to get that guy. Good point. Um, Jordan Addison goes one pick before. Now, if you're the bills and you like Jordan Addison, you might try to leapfrog Dallas who very well could be in the market for a receiver. So this could be mm-hmm. accurate. Although here. good news for the digs, the Dallas folks, if they're taking Addison in the first round, they're probably oh. not <laughs> for stuff on digs, right? Now we do have a trade here from, uh, we Raider have an part. offer from the Raiders. Sure. And they have offered to just swap. They, they want to go. They want us to move down to thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need more than swap picks, though. Yeah, it says next pick thirty-eight. So they would give us thirty-eight and seventy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. This is screwing me up, man. I'm telling you, I I did a couple of these in practice, Aaron, and everything else was working out. Anyway, we're probably not going to end up doing trades. We're just going to kind of go back to. To see, and I do know how to present a trade to someone else. So mm-hmm. if an opportunity comes to trade back, maybe we'll, we'll try to do that or to move up if there's definitely. This would there. be, yeah, this would be a trade back opportunity. I suppose we could take if it was 38 and 70. But again, you're starting to pile up a bunch of picks. Well, too. let's, let's go under, let's go under a crappy scenario, Aaron, that we wanted to move up, but nobody was willing to play ball with us. And we're like, all right, well, I don't want this pick. We'll move down. But nobody wanted to move up. So we're stuck here at 27. We are going to make this pick. Yeah. Now, going by that, let's take a look here at the big board and you tell me what you got here. Flowers. This this would be a receiver that I'm happy to take and wrap it up in the first round here. Um, Mm -hmm. Keep going down. I don't think Zay's been available to us. Mozzie Smith, you know what's interesting is even in the small time that we've been doing these mocks, Pat, Mm -hmm. he went from like a pretty consensus like second round even late second round guy to now people are, are mocking him really in the first round. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing about why I don't, I do a pretty good amount of work. I always maybe underplay how much time I spend doing this stuff, but I, I don't do a ton of work like some draft people, but it's, it's wild to me how much work people put in so early on. And they're like, this is a consensus, whatever pick. And it's like, dude, three weeks before the draft, he's going to skyrocket up boards. You just don't know. You don't know how this is all going to work. Right. Um, BJ Ojalari. Um, if you want that edge, that might be the guy to go here. Uh, and I, I think I would consider him at 27. I would consider Smith. I would consider Ojalari. Um, I would consider, uh, we took Downs last time. I would do that again. Uh, but I think I like Zay Flowers more than Downs. I would think we'll let the, that would be my choice right here is to go Zay Flowers. Let's pull that trigger, man. Stay right, wide so. receiver, make all the wide receiver. You don't draft wide receiver enough, people happy. Anytime I don't take one early, dude, I get killed. 
murder. I want to pause it. I'm going to be pausing it since we're, we're having trouble navigating right now the way this is set up and I still need to figure it out and hopefully we'll figure it out for next week. But I want to pause this a couple times to see if there's anyone moving up for in round two. So we took Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. That's our official first round pick here in our gone. third mock. Now, Jack Campbell, two picks after Zay Flowers is gone. He goes to pick 29 to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Josh Downs, who we took last week, last pick of the first round goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we can resume this for a little bit here. Um, what about Drew Sand? All right. Well, we'll see. It would be too late here. So, again, this is an exercise that we're here to learn as well, too, instead of just making mock picks and mock picks and putting them up there and letting people debate them. We're here to learn some Mozzie's stuff. Gone. Yep. So we play with fire if we wait to even pick 39. If you wanted a linebacker, one of those two anyway, Drew Sanders is now gone. He goes pick 38 to uh, the Vegas Raiders. Um, where did uh, where did that guy go? That uh, Mozzie went? Smith went 37. Smith. To the, yep. He goes to the uh, Seattle Seahawks at pick yep. 37. Um, all right. We'll, we'll try this again. Let us go for a couple more. Dewan Jones was a tackle. He ends up going to the uh, the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, another one I kind of like is obviously John Michael Schmitz would be one that I like. Uh, probably going to be gone for the Bills pick here, but he goes to the Packers at forty five. Yep. All right. Um. All right. I'm just at this point. I think we're almost. Yeah. Bj Ojolari's off the board. There's my guy Your too. Guy right? Washington's off the board. I really like him. He goes. Trent Simpson's off the board. Yep, Darnell Washington goes pick 50 to Tampa. Um, Detroit grabs Trenton Simpson. Oh, I heard he's not really a great fit, man. For uh... Here's my thing on Simpson, too. Like, I think people are projecting he, the highlights are fun. Um, in my brain, it's a, he's a fun player. And if he pans out and he hits that high side of the player that he can be, he can be a really cool pick. I don't think the Bills are in a position to, like, F around with somebody that could be a really fun, cool pick. I think they need a guy that's going to come in. If they're going to draft in the two top two rounds, a middle linebacker, it needs to be a guy that can come in and play in this defense. It's Jack Campbell. For me, it's Jack Campbell or bust in the draft process of getting a linebacker. Uh, I think you're either getting better or you're just filling the room with guys that are probably at the level of the guys you already have in there. Well, where there will be no three Pete in our mock draft for the Buffalo Bills and Bergeron's gone. He's Matthew Bergeron board. goes to pick. 54, he goes to uh, the Chargers. Oh, uh, this is a terrible situation. This bat because yeah. Keanu uh, Benton is my backup plan mm. here. Um, well, and by the way, Jalen Hyatt is a receiver that we haven't spoken much about, but I've been reading up on him a lot. Real speed guy from uh, Tennessee. He goes pick 52 to the Seattle Seahawks. All right, so We're again, we, we let things play. Let's see if there's, first of all, let's see if there's a, uh, Look at this trade thing one more time. So the Saints want to offer us 71. I, I just, I don't know. Aaron, they're I not offering. Sorry, I'm yawning. They are I'm offering not moving that down they're, it's a team that's willing to trade with you, and I think you have to create the trade. For gotcha. Them. All right, man. Well, I don't like any of it. So yeah. <laughs> we flirted with trades. We said there might not be trades, and guess what? Since we don't, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing with the, we don't even have the value. switching There's it back and forth. There, so. I was scared to lose the whole draft, so there will not be trades. We flirted with them, not going to happen. All right, here's our big board. What are we looking at here? Anyone of so interest? Round two here. Yeah, scroll down a little bit here. Pretty uh, upset. I really wanted Matthew Bergeron in every Cody draft. Mock. 
uh, would be a guy that I would take. Um, From North Dakota State, offensive mm-hmm. tackle. He's 56 on the uh, big board for PFF. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Is he going to be a tackle? Sorry, um, I'm like clicking, typing away. I'm sure the, the people on the audio side are not going to like that. <laughs> Let's uh, keep looking here. Yeah, I think we're getting a little too low here. These yeah, are Carl Brooks teams. is the guy we took in um, round three last week. Let's go back up here. I'm just checking. I thought uh, Mock was a guard, and they have him listed as a tackle. Yeah, in draft network, he also has him starting NFL guard, maybe a swing tackle. I thought he was more of a guard. I would – let's go there. In the draft, um, I still am in favor of protect Josh Allen. I don't think they did anything necessarily that prevents you from adding to any spot on this offensive line. So I would go with a uh, offensive lineman here. Nothing else stood out to me. I think this is not a great scenario for the Bills, the way this yeah. draft fell uh, here with some of the guys that I would target here in the second round. So I'm going to go with All right, we take Cody Mock, t- uh, offensive lineman. We'll just listen to that. I, people are going to want to fire us, man. I don't think that. Well, you know what? I like. Zay hey, that's Collins what some of this exercise is, though. Is it doesn't? You have a plan going in. We've done enough of these now, Pat, where we had plans going in, and oh yeah, and then they we've fall, taken right? Bergeron. It's fallen that way for us a bunch of times. We probably get complacent, and boom. I'll tell you this: if <laughs> if I knew what I was doing, and I will next week, there's two scenarios before we get to this fourth round pick, real quick here, where the Bills, I I feel like. If they could have went up just one or two spots to get maybe a Jordan Addison, then maybe they do that. Or in round two, Campbell was gone too quick. Sanders was gone too quick to move up. But Darnell Washington, a, a tight end, falling where he did. I think he went pick 50. On the Bills, I'm could strongly considering moving up to get him. Again, he's yeah. a sixth offensive lineman who could catch the ball in a good red zone target. So anyway, we'll see about how that plays out next week. But anyway, the Bills are on the clock now. Round three. We're not taking Tanner McKee. I'm sick of looking at that name, by the way. It always seems to be at the top of the board once you get to this point. Bills ain't taking a quarterback, but who are they taking? What do you got? Let's see here. Um, Jamie Robinson was a guy that, I again, probably more fun than he actually will be. Um, Just athleticism-wise, he seems a lot more fun than... He probably is going to become as a Here's player. A running, there's a running back, Tank Bigsby from Auburn. I've heard a lot of good things about. I do like Tank Bigsby. I don't know if I'm taking him in the third round. I think that's probably the wrong spot to make that investment. Um, here. Let me look up for a linebacker, too. I got to see if he's there. And I heard Joe Joe Marino on one of his Lockdown Bills podcasts. He said he was the only guy where – there he is. From Alabama, Henry – Tua Tua, I think a two, Tua Tua Tua, whatever. He's got a really mm-hmm. hard to pronounce last name. Mm-hmm. But I heard Joe talking about on this podcast. And he said, if you can't get Sanders, you can't get Campbell, the only guy would be interested in to play inside linebacker is a guy who might develop into a pretty good starter is the kid from Alabama. I just want to I So I, I love Joe. I want mm-hmm. to preface that. I don't know if I agree with that. So when I, the idea of, losing Tremaine Edmonds first came up in this conversation of, well, what do you do at middle linebacker? And maybe it's positionless, right? That's when I started targeting mm-hmm. Tua too, because I think he's more Milano. I really do. I think he's a maybe a little bit slower, but higher instinct Milano. Like he processes fast and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but he's a little undersized. I don't know. 
I like the pick. I don't know if I like him as an inside linebacker, but they are also going maybe undersized with Terrell Bernard at inside linebacker. So maybe. But anyways, Bernard, back to Luca yeah, Shoemaker, the tight end for Michigan. We took him in the first round. He's available. <laughs> I here. love him. Uh, Eric Turner loves Kuntz there. Con, uh, Zach Kuntz, the other tight end. Um, from Old Dominion. Yeah, Zach Kuntz. From Old Dominion. He loves him. Eric Turner, big fan, loves him for the Bills offense. I love Shoemaker. Um, and that is probably who we're going to take here in this third round. I'm going to continue to take him in this draft because I think it gives you what you want, Pat. Uh, another tight end. It does. Uh, and a guy that's well rounded. And I think, you know, people are looking for that other tight end role to go along with Dawson Knox. I love Dawson Knox. I think he needs to be unlocked in this offense. I really do. Uh, but the tight end to go with him doesn't need to be another high-end crazy. This is a two. I think if you check his RAS score, it is like a nine point something or a 10. Like he is up there in terms of athlete, but it's more the whole well-rounded package of size and athlete. And so he's not going to blow you away with crazy athleticism um, on tape. But he's got the athleticism to do it, but he's going to play like a, like a Mark Andrews type of dude and i think the bills need something like that in offense something nice and steady reliable i think i think it's a good value pick again i think the bills could take a tight end anywhere and i won't complain if they're now washington and they really like him or mayor falls or Kincaid or whatever mm. one of those three tight ends i won't even be mad if they take him in the first round i'm not suggesting that they should right but i won't be mad this, if they do this is so, my least favorite part of the mock where it's seven picks apart I don't really love any of these guys. Yeah. Here, scroll down. Um, mm. Okay, let's do. Um, let's take. Wow, well, we already took a card, but I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> you can't fucking tell us what to do. You cannot. Uh, let's scroll down. So I'm torn here. I'm gonna talk it out a little bit, Pat. I like Riley Moss, and I like. Andrew Voorhees. And I love the idea of redshirting Andrew Voorhees with a fourth round pick. I think that would be an incredible value. Um, you're also here playing. You're within a, a, a seven pick range here where we're going to be picking again at 137. Mm -hmm. I like Riley Moss. So I like both these players we're staring at right now. Um, I think let's go ahead and grab Voorhees maybe as the red, as the red shirt. Andrew Voorhees, a guard from USC who's ranked 115 on the PFF big board and his average draft position is 117. And we're taking him here at 130. All right. Yeah. And he would be a second round pick. Otherwise, maybe a first round pick by now in the draft process if he was allowed to go through the full process, right? Yeah, it sounds, like, Riley it sounds like a good before, value guy. Right before us. <laughs> it's the guy so, you like. Yeah. So the corner is gone, so we're back to square one here. We're at pick 137. They blow, um, blew my round plan. Five. Yeah, all right, let's keep looking. Back to the board, man. This draft is just not friendly to us tonight. Um, Rashawn Johnson would be maybe a, a possible name here. Again, we haven't taken running back. Uh, we know that they met with him as part of the meeting uh, dinner with Bijan Robinson. He was part mm -hmm. of that. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit. So that might be a pick here. Uh, we've taken your Sierra Abdullah. I like that pick. I don't hate that. An edge there. Let's scroll down again a little bit. I don't know. Did you look into him at all after we took him? or No. Roderick Martin's still there. Probably... Let's try not to take him again today and lean into that too hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like getting a looking at a D for, yeah, right. for a freaking six round draft pick. 
Um, or fifth round draft pick. We we taken them both times in this spot. By the way, the fifth round here. Yeah. All right. Scroll up. Let's take the running back. Uh, which one? What? Where, where are we going here? It um, is right there. Sean Johnson. Yeah. A running back from uh, Texas. Real quick, I'm gonna just pull up his uh, he's like six foot, two hundred nineteen pounds. He's a senior. Uh, it's the caption says he was stuck behind the best running back in the country, but when called upon. He was nearly as difficult to bring down as Bajan. He broke 46 tackles. Damn. Yeah, he's, carries in he gives you that, what the Bills kind of didn't have in the room, right? Which was a six foot over two, around 220. Probably going to put some weight on him over the year here. And Dame, look, Damian Harris is here for one year, you know? And exactly. who knows if Naheem Hines is here for more than another year or two as well. So I don't hate the running back picks. If you can get a running back around this Time in the draft. Plus, every year there seems to be good rookies who are later in the draft who come out of nowhere and and um end up being productive. All right, so mm-hmm. we got one more pick coming up here. It's the sixth round pick, two hundred five. So again, to reiterate, we didn't trade. Uh, the honest answer is I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this machine. I need to figure out before next week's show. But also, like I said, this could happen where maybe you want to trade and it's just not there for you. So right, we thought about trades. There's a couple of spots, I think, and it won't, once we start to open up those floodgates, um, those, there's a couple of spots. And we talk about this all the time, Aaron, too. This is an exercise, and we're here to learn about players and where they That's might it. be in certain positions. So Learning together. Be, whether even if you don't like this draft, it's still Stetson Bennett, the quarterback from Georgia. Let's take Stetson. Hey. No, I uh, hear. Maybe. I mean, look, at some you've point. Talked about, you've talked about at some point they just got to get a – a draft a backup. Yeah, right? maybe a guy that they can take who could become a number two and you know be a number two for more than one year. Sure. I'm not joking. I'm down to take him at this point. You well, let's to? see. Let's see. Let's take I'm a look down. Let's make sure. Yeah, let's just gloss over and make sure that we're uh that you're not missing anybody. Because at this point, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I've been getting better and I've been reading up a lot more and watching videos. We like Ronnie Bell, but we like take Ronnie we Bell. took a receiver in the first round. Is there room? I'm guessing my guy is gone too. Will you check us safety? I'm guessing my guy's gone already. Where's safety? Yeah. Um, let's see what best safeties are. Oh, dang, he's not. Oh, we're in the sixth round. I guess it might be reach. I'm still I'm going. Let's take him. Brandon Hill. You know what? Hill in the sixth. We took you're gonna take him Bruce. Let's talk about Bruce. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Nolan had him. Let's see, he had three guys. I don't remember who the other two were, but I remember Brandon Hill was a guy that Bruce Nolan likes a lot. Um, and I remembered his name because we took him in our first mock. I like that pick a lot better. You know, so we go Brandon, that is an undrafted free agent. Brandon Hill came up for me early in the process uh, when I started the draft process because I thought Jordan Poirier was for sure gone and all the concerns of Demar Hamlin, what's mm-hmm. going to be at the safety position. So I was looking like, right away and I, I didn't think it would be something the bills prioritized high on the high end safety thing i thought sean mcdermott's gonna just know he can get something out of these guys and I, I fell in love with brandon hill in that process like he is the kind of player i love watching play safety like the way he plays it he's undersized he's under athletic just like all the pit bbs are but man i love the guy you know what pff looking- hates him they hate him I- I am looking at our draft. And again, if you're watching, listening on the audio side, I apologize because it shows up right away in the video. I'm going to read these off for people because there's more listeners actually than watchers. But it's funny because early on, I'm like, I don't like this draft is not going our way. Now I'm looking at it in totality. And 
I don't hate this draft. I don't know. I, I, I don't hate this draft. Let me read it off. First round, Buffalo Bills select pick 27 overall. Wide receiver Zay Flowers from Boston College. Um, He was 29 on the PFF big board. They gave him a B. Round two, 59. We lose Matthew Bergeron. I really wanted to get him every draft. I really did. Who's the guy? Cam Taylor Britt. We took him every draft. Last yeah. year. Uh, Cody Mock, offensive lineman. Is it safe to call him an offensive lineman and not a tackle? Yeah. From North Dakota State. But... 56 overall on the big, on the PFF board and a grade of B again. Um, a tight end in the third round, a guy we both like, second time we've taken him from Michigan, Luke Shoemaker. A C plus grade from PFF. He's 96 on their big board. We took him 91st overall in the fourth round. Even if it's a red shirt, it's a good value pick for the future. A guard, Andrew Voorhees from USC, 115. And we got our first A of the whole series of mock drafts right now. We got an A minus. Good value. From PFF. Great value. That's actually a good pick. Um, fifth round, pick 137 overall. We took Rashawn Johnson from Texas, a really good backup running back playing behind the best running back in the country. Uh, PFF has him at 126. And they gave us a B. And then in the last pick, a six, round six, pick 205 overall, Brandon Hill is safety from Pittsburgh. Probably 79 on the PFF big board. That's bullshit. Only Whatever. a C minus, only a C minus grade. If Aaron Quinn likes him and Bruce Nolan likes him, it's good enough for me. That's right. Overall grade, a B. All right. So that's our best. PFF drive. Wise, they, they think anyway. It is. All right. So take a quick look at this. Give me, give yeah. me your thoughts. Obviously, I don't like this. Big picture, big picture. Yeah, I, I can go in both ways as I'm thinking about it. I was, I hated it. And I'm like, oh, this don't look so bad. No, it's I'm all like, right. Yeah. We didn't touch linebacker. So, yeah. Um, barring a trade, we're going into the season with Terrell Bernard and Tyrell Dotson. If, if Pat and Aaron are uh, in charge of this draft here. Um, I, besides that, though, I'm, well, here's the other thing, too. We're literally running it back on the defensive uh, line because we did I not think, touch. We did not take a, an end or an interior guy. Yeah, this draft is uh, mostly like we're running it back. I think you're not getting a lot of 2023-24 production out of this draft. I'd expect Zay Flowers to come in and contribute right away, but I could see them not just getting him right on the feet, like still earning those reps. Uh, and everyone else is going to be rotational roles at best uh, uh out of this draft so you wouldn't answer the that crowd that was oh kansas city played all their rookies and the bills don't that crowd won't be answered with a draft like this it falls this way you're right and as we wrap this up here i'm like yeah this won't go over well put it this way this would not go over well with fans and you know what forget about i like the draft fans. though in terms of filling needs in the future and right. just filling this, in that roster it's not sexy but what you what you said though and this is why you can't put any stock in the grades because this was our best grade of the three we've done but yeah if you're looking for guys and you want to go that kansas city route and you're trying to find guys who are really gonna do a lot this year i don't i don't i just don't i don't see it man i'm saying yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this third mock. Again, we said with trades, no trades were made. It's possible. Um, next week, I will figure out somehow, some way, how we actually could look up players on the board. Because you got to look up who's available on the board, who you would want to trade up with. You can't make a trade just to trade. But anyway, thank you very much. Aaron Quinn, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Quinn 716 Check out Cover One with uh, Greg Thompson. 
great show. By the way, I did a cover one show last week, and I never do other shows, man. I was on the under review with uh, Joe, Joe DeRosa, Joe Goodberry. Good guy. First time I met him as well. That was uh, a lot of fun. Anyway, thank you very much. I know you're tired. And, uh, hey, appreciate you, man. Go get some rest, man. And I, I, the rest of you guys, I will talk to you on Friday. Imperial Live Thursday night with Joe DiBiase from WGR. Take care.